0: Welcome back to the question and answer session with Atira, Kell and Nightcob. If you missed the first uh, talk where we talked about the Polaris reconcept and (coughs) the expectations for 3.18, eighteen, we're right above Atira's uh, head right there. You can click that and go back there. If this is somehow you got this first, go back and watch that first and come watch this if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, And uh, it'll be the previous episode for those of you who were listening on to the podcast with uh, Spotify and Anchor and all those things. Uh, So these are questions that are being asked by the chat here. They've asked this these questions. We have a lot of them, <laughs> and uh, we'll do our best to answer them. Some of them are going to be individual to say like myself or Tira or Nightcob. Some of them will be for all of us, uh, and not all of them will necessarily get answered because some of the stuff we may have already answered in the previous one. Uh, the first one is a, a, a classic, which is "How is everyone doing today?"
1: Great great glad to be on the astro Pump captain's table chilling out drinking some scotch it's a great day
2: I awesome I'm, yeah i'm with you i'm i'm jazzed to be here somebody made a comment actually they're like nycob's always smiling must be having a really good time it's like i'm always having a good time if i'm talking star citizen like and coming on your show and stuff like that is pretty much one of the coolest things i get to do during my week when i'm on shore duty uh yeah. So, yeah, I'm having a great time. Oh, nice. I will share a quick story. I did get to do something cool yesterday. I was thinking about you guys actually because we were talking about uh on Armchair Admirals and Generals we were talking about resource management and the new fire gameplay and how that's a big deal.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: atira yesterday morning, I was in a firefighting trainer uh where they Ooh. stick you in an in yeah, they stick you in an enclosed space and they no kidding light an entire bulkhead on fire and that's all the lights go out, it's filled with smoke, you're in you know, you're in Uh, you're in gear and stuff like that. So I got like the Scott pack on me and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just one of those surreal moments that I get to experience. And it was one of those things uh, we were talking about how quickly a compartment fills with smoke to the point where you can't see. It literally took less than a minute with a small start of a fire. And it was already like dark. It's scary. And, you know, we send, you know, send people in to go and fight it and stuff like that. And I'm really looking forward to that style of damage control gameplay. Uh, with star citizen even more. And I was, I got to experience that yesterday. So I'm, I'm actually still riding that high because it's yeah. just, that's like one of my favorite things to do yeah. in the Navy. Is a
1: good training fire. event, so, a good training event, man, you'll feel good about that for a while.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to say um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the absolute terror of a fire on a ship because how quickly it's going to spread in Star Citizen it's going to yeah it's going to be nuts like people talk about yeah. oh well fire fire propagation seems to be pretty fast uh in in uh uh in uh in Star, Star Citizen it's like yes because
2: that's cuz how fire, it, that's how it is that's in real life how it life. goes it burns
0: so quick yeah. Yeah. um so, yeah, uh I'm I'm doing okay. I uh, I'm I'm coming off of the 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 mind fog that is between uh CitizenCon and uh, IAE, especially IAE. Uh put put everything together and the I did a every day I did a video for the Astro Historian and the Astro uh the Astro Pub Live and I, it turns out that total in terms of content that I made is about 12 to 15 hours of recorded Mm. content an hour and 40 minutes of just pre-recorded edited stuff that i did every day um and uh yeah so i realized that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot for even me it was
2: it was good content though paul and i want you to know that we watched it i know you didn't watch armchair admirals in general oh god okay okay Yeah. yeah Twist, so, that, twist, it. It, was really twist that it was really good. It was really good. It was really good content, though. If you guys have not watched his lore tours, I can't recommend his lore tours enough. Yeah, I'm being definitely. serious about that part. The I other haven't part seen was, the latest know, like, one, but, I, I, but I'm looking don't forward, don't forward to the. Don't worry world. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: I'm looking forward. Um, to it. I
2: love your lore tours. Thank
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so, so th- that's what i have going. So my 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 brother-in-law is here because he's moving down to Texas. So he's uh, he's getting his job, he's staying with us while uh, while he's getting everything set up. So it's been. It's it's but top of all this, I am almost done with school. So I've got two more weeks left until the end of the semester and I got two weeks off. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm crawling to the, to the end zone at this point. I'm like, I'm almost there. I'm almost done. (laughs) That's good.
2: Congrats. Uh, All right, Paul. Yeah. Congrats. And with sincere hope, I, if any CIG people are watching, you need to make sure that Paul has three eighteen to play. During Christmas break, <laughs> uh-huh. there we go. Please, it's for Paul, guys.
0: Yes, it's for Paul. It's for Paul. All right, Kura Rayner asks Astropub, When CIG gets chugging at full production speed, what rate do you foresee CIG spilling out new star systems? Um, I would say at the same rate that they currently chug, uh, pull out uh, ships. Once the full pipeline's working well, I'd expect. The average to be one system per per patch, so every one one system every three months. Once they get full speed, full production speed, um, which uh, probably eventually get more than that because sometimes we have ships, we have like multiple ships per patch. So it depends really depends on the size of the team, the tools they have, and other things like that. So, um, all right, next question comes from. Northern Trooper, who asks three eighteen, do we expect any uh, flight um, or flight combat changes? Ballistic Distortion Master Modules, Nightcop. We'll start with you on this one. Do you expect any changes to flight combat?
2: Uh, so I think I know it's leaks. So I'll uh, I'll preface that I don't know this with any certainty, and you know a lot of the people probably in chat know that you know leaks are a thing uh, that kind of just typically happen with Uh I'm not going to name names. Uh, obviously, it just kind of happens. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, the thing that I expect to change, and I've heard about, I've heard about like the ballistics rumor about ballistics going through shields. Okay. Um, and I'm super curious about what testing that's going to be.
0: That's um, actually not a I'm, leak. That was an official announcement from CIG. Oh,
2: that's right. It was on the patch yeah. watch. Yeah, that was yeah. on the patch yeah. watch. I'm curious. I am curious Even to I know what that. they're trying to test. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no. curious to know. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have your reading glasses on? I did, yeah. I did. Okay, I was gonna say otherwise I'm not sure how you got it. <laughs> God.
0: Fuck you, man. This is this is this is gonna be the rest of this of the show, y'all. This is the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um anyway, uh so yeah, I'm curious to see what they're doing with ballistics. I, the master modes I don't I don't expect to see for 318. And I'm I'm anxious for the master big. Uh that's gonna change the way the game plays, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh but I think the big thing is gonna be that ballistic change if you were talking about like space combat. Um and there was something about distortion too. There was something mm-hmm. about distortion weapons, and I think even that was in the patch watch. Yes. About
1: uh, I didn't catch the, the distortion thing. What what was that?
0: Uh the uh, way it, takes- it works is it no longer breaks anything, but it will right. it, it will reduce your ability to like it'll automatically turn off your like if you, if your power plant takes too much distortion damage it'll turn off for five minutes
1: that's that's what it was okay
2: yes yes i mm. read that yeah that's a long time
0: it's yeah. a long yeah. time
2: yeah. that's a long time i think they're building a lot of gameplay that's really going to support like pirate Piracy, and that's what they're trying to test. I feel like they're trying, and you know, a lot of people are like, ah, it's not building quite the pirate gameplay that we all want. What you guys got to understand is like they're trying to test out aspects of it to see what works and what doesn't. And they're trying to encourage us to engage in that style of gameplay in order to test it. They are not even that sure, you know, how that's going to work because they haven't taken all the variables of what crazy players do into the equation and how creative we can be about it. So it's kind of one of the things like, all right, well, let's just kind of like throw them a few bones here and see what they do on their own, and we'll kind of gauge that, and then we'll, we'll kind of change the way certain things work to encourage it more or to make it fair or whatever, you know. So there's, there's that aspect to it. Just be patient with them and try and, and, and put it to the test would be my best advice with regards to the new combat changes. And I know a lot of people despaired, too, about the ballistics thing with the shield pen. Like, I, just try it out. Mm-hmm. See if it's a time-to-kill thing, you know. Let them, let them see what it looks like. Don't get angry about it. Test it for them and yeah. let them see the results of it.
1: It's creepy how much data they can collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, they can collect a lot of data. And if we're running ballistic loadouts and we're freaking nailing each other in PvP combat, and you're 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 wrecking coolers and and tearing up shield gens, and they're going to see all of that, and then they're going to determine, then they they'll rebalance the game based on that information. So it's it's yeah it'll be good it's good it's good testing it might, it might actually persuade me to carry ballistics for once
2: yeah it just occurred to me it might be something as simple or esoteric as they might be testing out damage maps on ships because with the mm. new salvage gameplay it's like hey man how do we really test the damage maps well i know if the people are rocking ballistics that's going to go right through the shields we'll see that right on their hulls yeah you know yeah. and and that might also encourage a lot of the salvage repair gameplay and you know, it's like, That's oh, it. man, I got holes in my hull all the time because everybody's rocking ballistics. You know, you get out of a fight and it's like, well, now I've got a reason to put some, you know, repair. Was it recycled material composite on there, you know, mm-hmm. to, so that everybody's got ships that look weird, you know, like they've been through battle. I don't know. might be just as easy as that.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Atira? Any other changes or we've kind of gone through it? Yeah, we kind of,
1: we've, we've gone through it.
0: No, it's fine. I, I think it'll be interesting to see. There, I,
1: I would just say. Again, <laughs> nobody get too upset because if if ballistics are ascendant this patch. Mm-hmm. I know it's a big word that means they're better, Nightcub. Um then if they if there they're better know, two
2: shots fire back, two shots fire back. <laughs> I was actually feeling really bad for a second cuz I was like, man, I stole an officer's chance to speak. <laughs> uh, I really hate that. It's gonna, make, it's gonna make him angry, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, perfect timing." I get to throw a four-syllable word out there to just make him feel dumb. That'll be good. That'll be good. That's how I get him back. Not educated. It,
1: it, it will. It will. It will. It will. It will swing back, right? So, yeah, yeah. in as much as a ballistics maybe be ascendant, dispatch next patch, they'll balance it out. So, yeah. just everybody keep a cool head, right? It may suck for a bit. Hey strap on some ballistics and go have fun right you're just gonna have to pay a little bit more to uh to to rearm and refit but that's okay and yeah. and next patch it'll be different so especially you know. as
0: they move forward with all of the stuff they're making because they're not they're not moving they're not standing still in terms of content <clears throat> anymore it's just it's all full speed ahead with a lot of this stuff so uh that's a nautical joke there Kel, if you didn't get that. Cause I know you're yeah. stuck in the land. So. I was
1: drinking scotch. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> I put all my thought into enjoying the scotch. Uh, and then my attention turns back.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Kazram. I'll start with Just you on this stranded. one, Cal. Uh Kazram asks, any ideas of what the 318 referral reward is? Oh pff, no. I mean, honestly, I have no idea either. No idea. What do you think, NetCub?
2: I, I have no idea. You know what I would like it to be.
0: Cutter, baby. Yeah.
2: Oh, no. I don't like, man. What you fancy officers want ships out of, like, referral <laughs> things? I just like.
1: They've given like ships
2: out of
0: referrals. They do. God,
2: yeah. I know, and I don't want a ship. I don't want a ship. What do you want? What do you want? I want a flight jacket. I like the flight jacket. Okay. Sure, yeah. I yeah, want yeah. more cool civilian clothes that are going to carry over from patch to patch. I want to be able to wear a with
1: my armor. There we go. Write me yeah. some code that lets me put on a hat with my armor. With the armor, yeah, that's what I want.
0: I think. I think honestly, though, what we're probably going to get is the that that red code, <laughs> Uh that the, the red uh, armor, the code red armor. That, that oh, maybe. Have. Yeah, but which one? They have like five, and because they could just grab random grab bag one of them and pull them out for us. Yeah, because, like they can.
2: Those are all good good looking sets of armor, though. So that's yeah. that's also an yeah. acceptable alternative.
0: I like the
1: fabric heavy one
2: yeah the, the more uh, is off yeah the more is off yeah it's good looking yeah it is uh
0: all right next question comes from uh i'm gonna screw this one up um Anseline, uh 2901 who asks what do you think of the polaris's engine room size compared to the rest of the ship is it too big Nightcab is the resident en- uh, expert what do yeah you think?
2: no it's not um i think it's actually appropriate if you guys want a quick submarine lesson, uh, the submarine engine room takes up a third of the su- a third of the ship. Honestly, a little bit more than a third if you include the reactor compartment as part of the engineering spaces. Uh, but engineering spaces account for the vast majority of the ship. The truth about, and this is applicable to a lot of navy ships, with the exception of things like aircraft carriers, who are just massive and they have plenty of other things to do with the rest of the ship. But you know, turns out power and propulsion, that is. Uh, that is one of the, the biggest components of a ship is getting it where it needs to be and making sure that the lights are on and that the weapon systems are powered. And that's why resource management is a really big deal uh, for Star Citizen. They are going to quickly figure out when they go do these reconcepts of the bigger ships and even some of the little ones that, oh, my God, a lot of this ship has now become relay networks, power conduits, power systems, fuel tanks. Those are very real problems when you start building a, an accurate space in that they're going to have to deal with. So you're going to find a lot of ships, engine rooms and engineering spaces are going to are going to grow. Mm-hmm. It's a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you said you mentioned it, but also like uh, uh, gravity generators are going to have to be added for yeah. all those things as well. So, yep. yep, that's something we don't have in real life that we're going to have to have in, on spaceships. So like that's even additional of a function and we know that they do these gi- those giant gravity balls is what they want like to do so um those things don't do not they're not subtle and they take up a lot of space so uh, all right a uh, next question comes from uh Kur Rainer who asks can I buy your unsellable redeemer for $1 uh what I can't give it to you, you can give me a dollar but I can't sell it to you I can't give it to you it's literally stuck to my account for those you don't know, I have a Redeemer, which I hate. I hate the Redeemer with a fiery passion. <laughs> it's the it just don't 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 ever try to convince me. Um, Daddy CAG, who's in chat, uh, runs a lot of the the platform stuff for Star Citizen, and he got approval from the rest of CIG's uh, uh, heads to give me an unsellable, unmeltable, unupgradable Redeemer, LTI Redeemer, that I just have yeah. in my account. I cannot touch it. Cannot deal with it. So. Thanks,
2: and Thanks. yeah, you're welcome, Paul. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna say it for them. You're welcome. It's it's what you deserve. Yeah. It's what you I, deserve. You earned every bit of that redeemer. Sig- 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 I Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, I, I have not touched it everything once you've always since wanted. it's been in my account. It's I've not touched it once since it's been in my account. And if I oh. have to, if I have to take it out, I'm gonna blow it up. I'm just gonna, you know, that's just. If.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that, See Daddy? Disable the self destruct. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yes Able to self-destruct too oh. you can't blow it up either it's kind of
1: permanent fault in oh. that the
0: self-destruct doesn't yeah. work and
1: you cannot rewire it and you cannot fix it oh yeah. yes you're oh. welcome it's, for that too
3: happening.
0: Paul yeah <laughs> yes and coffee does point out then they named it and they what did they name it they named it Paul's favorite ship so I got that going for me which is nice oh, God. Um, the
2: truest thing ever printed on a ship <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, next question comes from Northern Trooper who asks, does it look like the bridge of the player shifted forward away from the hole? It seems out of place now. What are your thoughts? I'll start with you on this one, Cal, and then I'll let Nightcap talk and I'll be right back.
1: I didn't think it did. Uh, I mean, and if it did, I think it was probably just an, an optical illusion of the program. They were showing it in. I think it was, it was still there. I'll tell you what I did like about the bridge. It's a big, fat captain's chair with lots and lots of screens right dead center that'll allow that guy to see everything and present him with information to make decisions. Which I think is which is key because there's, yeah, there. You know, being a leader has a lot of to do with your charisma and your ability to to influence people to get the job done. But all of those people feed you information constantly that allows you to make decisions, and if you if you don't have information in flowing in, you'll end up making the wrong decision because you don't have the information available. So it is good that there's there's an ability for that guy to uh, to input a lot of that or ingest a lot of information and then try to make decisions. So and I think even even our illustrious senior NCO here would agree that as a as a Navy enlisted leader, he has to has have the right information to make a judgment call. Uh, if you don't, you're running risk. So it's, it's good. I think they actually did a very good job with the bridge and I, it didn't look detached from the hole to me.
0: So what do you think Dakob?
2: Yeah. I, Uh, I'll t- you know, I was laughing. I had to hide my face cause I've, I've even got chat, like picking it, uh, <laughs> <Kel> now <laughs> I'm not the even reading
1: the chat. So you, li- live you your best said, life guys. You're, what you're I don't talking. see doesn't hurt me.
2: <laughs> he can't. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't. He has his reading glasses on. I can't even read the
1: chat. The The text is so small, guys. Yeah,
2: yeah, that checks. Come on. Um, Well, I'll I'll read the most. uh, The funnier thing about it was somebody said, "Well, we should ask a real leader." Then, Um, and then you transition to me, and I was like, Uh. "Ah, perfect." (laughs) Guys, guys, don't don't I don't pick on him too bad. All right, he is a leader, and I do respect. All jokes aside, I respect what Atira does a lot. Like he is a leader. And I have no doubt about that, um, and I can tell because he he actually captured the things that I would say, with the exception of one thing. He just he touched on the you know being a leader, of charisma, and being able to uh, the the whole holistic picture of the battlefield. He's absolutely one hundred percent right. The one thing I would add, and you know you almost have to it's it seems counterintuitive, but the leader is one of those people that has to be one step removed. And that's why it's always going to be more effective to be a captain of a ship that's not the pilot at the same time. The pilot is in the fight, in the brawl, in the decision-making of the actual execution on the ship. And even at the senior enlisted level and stuff like that, like I'm not allowed to do maintenance anymore. I'm not allowed to be so much of an operator anymore. I have to be a supervisor. And the reason for that is, is not because like ah you know I've just risen above or anything like that. It's more along the lines of I need to maintain that step back so that I can take the whole picture and I'm not too into the fight. I need to be able to make decisions, making all using all the information around me without being in the information, in the data. And that's kind of a big thing with the captain's chairs and what you're going to see on ships and stuff like that. There's going to be spaces for that, and there should be. Um, For multi crew, because you want somebody that can take all the information, make a judgment call and then disperse uh, leadership and guidance throughout the ship to make sure everybody's on the same page, because it's easy to get tunnel vision when you're an operator, a gunner, an engineer, because you think pretty much whatever you're doing is your own little world. And that's where, you know, you might have some cognizance of what other people are doing if you're good. Uh, But bottom line is, it's easy to just catch yourself falling into that loop. Mm-hmm. need to have somebody to sit back and do that.
0: Yeah. And and um as a like from a gameplay perspective, I've actually played a game called um gosh, Pulsar: The Lost Colony. And it's a, Pulsar a the Lost Colony. Yep. It's a multi-crew ship uh, game that requires our multi-crew yeah, multi-crew ship game requires like five or six people to help operate. And one of the roles is captain. And you'll be surprised how much the captain is needed. Because everyone wants to do their own thing. Everyone has an idea of what to do. Everyone thinks they're the best at what they do. And you need someone who's central who can coordinate. You know, yes, the gunner wants to fire. But if you have a good captain, a captain can basically drill everyone on what to do when you reach a situation and they can do it instinctually. And I, uh, I've i played games of Pulsar where the crews are kind of, you know, not too good at first. And then like, you know, six, seven hours in, you get into an area the 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 science officers immediately scanning up the uh, for any any ships they recognize the ship they recognize it's hostile the gunner's already acquiring acquiring uh um, sites on it and uh, you, all you have to do is just say go and they they'll move the pilots will we'll, we'll do the right movement everything and that's that really comes down to having a good coordinator which is what a captain really is and in this game yep. like as complex as star citizen you're going to need that you're going to need someone to, when that routine doesn't work and something goes wrong, someone to shift and be able to, to do that, who's not having to pilot the ship at the same time while trying to figure out what to do. So Yeah, which I'll say uh, two things. One,
1: we actually, you know, if you had watched our podcast, you wouldn't. Brought up pulsar uh, just two days ago. Uh, is an ex- yep. So uh, specifically, we were talking about NPCs and how Pulsar manages NPCs. If you don't have a full uh, two NightCob, there's a fantastic cartoon that I saw recently that showed uh, an army first sergeant in an E8, and he's sitting there with his hands in front of his face here, and it's in the caption. Read the first sergeant trying to think about how he is going dovetail into what the CO is saying. Right. Yeah. And then
2: uh, (laughs) you cut out for a second. Can you repeat that? I'm really sorry. I I don't know what it was about my sound, but I I I heard a cut out of that. Oh, you did.
1: Okay. So it it said uh, the, the caption was that an army first sergeant uh, figuring out how he's going to dovetail on what the commander is saying. And he's sitting there very pensively listening. And he's (laughs) like, how can I, how can I add to this? right
2: so you know what the great irony of that is from my perspective it's it's not if i'm gonna talk after the captain it's not right. how am i gonna dovetail into what he's saying right now i'm on damage control i'm thinking like, <laughs> how, uh, what has he, he said, said that is wrong to oh gosh yeah, yeah what he said so that <laughs> yeah I just to piggyback
1: it. on what the CO said see yeah. daddy he said yeah yeah
2: yeah <laughs> I'm not trying to piggyback. I'm trying to like. I'm like, oh, okay. Let me see what I can do. What the CA, do? Some what the CO of actually
1: things. meant was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
2: right. I
1: do hope that they do give us some of that gameplay. I was going to say though, four star citizen. Something that I would like is even on a ship. And I'm going to go back to McCarrick. McCarrick, right? This the mm-hmm. Carrick doesn't have a CO's station on it, right? It has that the the cockpit has like three pilot stations on it and why the mm-hmm. hell it has that, I don't know. But somebody other than the pilot should be able to designate targets uh, and then be able to direct gunners to engage those targets. Right now, right now, the pilot has to do that. Well, the pilot's busy trying to avoid fire, maneuver the guns, into into the most advantageous position he's trying to do all these things he doesn't have time to sit here and hit like alt one or whatever the control is Is like he's taking yeah. his hand off the stick or, or off the keyboard to do this like the captain should be able to cycle through targets designate targets and then prioritize targets based on what the greatest threat is and i think once that's done then there's a host of other decisions that leader now has to make that is you know directing you know so it's definitely there's some things they need to work on for what we would call command and control gameplay to help help that posi- flush that position out a little more so
0: yeah oh yeah uh all right and, but to my, my my opinion on the the fact that it's for it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter where you put this the the uh the the bridge like the only thing that matters for like cockpit placement is is fighters you could put the bridge in the front of any capital ship. It doesn't really matter as much as, uh, um, it only matters for the pilot. And even then the pilot, you're not really flying a capital ship. You're steering a capital ship.
2: You're, not you're positioning f- it. It's all yeah. about position. Yeah. It's, it's relationship of position to other ships and other objects. That's, that's 90% of it, a bigger and, ship. And mm-hmm. that's
1: one of the things that when they did that Idris on Idris fight, what, three years ago now, I, I was so irritated with it because they were dogfighting Idrises. Yeah. And I was like, guys, come on, man. Like you're in a multi, you know, like hundreds of ton thing. Stop trying to dogfight it. You should just mm-hmm. be attempting to, you know, you know, within your little section of space, avoid fire while also keeping your nose on target so that you can lay in fire. It's not, you know, let your fighters get out there and do what they're doing. Right. And I I hope that when these larger ships get in, you'll you'll notice, right, that we're not we're not trying to dogfight these large fleets, yeah. right? And I and I've I've on my my soldiers' opinion video when I talk about capital ship combat, and I I lay out all the various formations the fleets use um, as they're steaming either into combat or just steaming in, under normal operations, and y- you know there are reasons that they they use these formations either they're trying to you know you know but but it's it's fascinating that you know i mean of course the ones i put on are two dimensional and we have to envision this in a three dimensional three dimensional space path. but yeah but definitely i think it's going to look a lot more like ender's game uh at least to, for for now where you have these large three dimensional formations that are attempting to push one side or the other, try to flank a three-dimensional space, but it's not trying to close into like point blank range. You have to keep range for some of these systems to be effective. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, move on from there. Uh, the next question comes from Northern Trooper who asks, any concerns about the cargo refactor with ships like the Carrick, where you have to play a puzzle game to get the box out? Um. So I, I will I will state this. It is uh, the the cargo refactor does not work the way you think it does because it still works exactly the same as the uh, like selling buying and selling stuff it has always worked. So you buy something, it populates in your hangar. You fly somewhere else, it you kind of gets sold under your hangar while you are while you're in the hangar. The issue is, we don't have the technology for the Carrick yet which is what it's designed to do which is to have those little cargo pods be modular drop down or open up in in some way for you to deal with them so um like a lot of things that CIG does they're introducing something before it's fully ready so you're going to have edge cases like the Carrick which was not designed with this kind of concept in mind and even if it was there's a lot of other factors which aren't in there yet so what do y'all think
1: I think it'll be fun. I don't think it's going to be a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, people whine about cargo refactor really being a pirate refactor. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So what? Right? I mean, if you are moving a giant chunk of, let's say, quantanium that you've refined at a station and now you're taking it to sell, and these guys show up and they're like, ah, give us this amount. Well, how about I drop 20 boxes of, you know, quantanium out the back you guys pull that in and go sell it and that's pretty cool right and then you keep on with your freaking cargo load and sell it right and they take that as payment right and they just have to swing in with their tractor guns pick up that cargo put it on the grid and move out i think that's cool gameplay and you know it deepens what a pirate might be after instead of just blowing you up or blackmailing you or whatever um but ultimately, so too, I think about it from a perspective of, I'm going to be a, a, a vulture guy. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do that, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to have to, I don't know why they did this because it's not automated. So I'm going to be going up and down that. Line. You, you scrape the hole, you refine the material, you turn it into a block, and then you have to pick it up and move it somewhere else at the back of the ship. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pain in the ass. How about I have a freelancer?
2: You're going to need another crewman.
1: Well, to need another crewman, even though it's a one man ship. But more to the point, how about I have a freelancer parked out back? And I just align the back of my ship and fling that thing across and that, that freelancer grabs it and we fill up that freelancer. Right. And then he puts it on his cargo grid and then we sell it and split the money. And that's, that's good team gameplay right there uh, with the cargo refactor. So I think that's, that's definitely, I think it's a good step in the right direction. It may not be a hundred percent, but I think it's a good step in the right direction. What do you think, uh,
0: Nick Cobb?
2: I think it's just part of the the big... They've got some serious technical debt. Mm -hmm. You know, most of these ships were designed before they came up with the idea of how these systems were going to actually function once they brought them in. And it's just like one of those things that's like, I'm sure there's a CIG employee who is looking at cargo refactor gameplay and is like, "Uh, you know, guys, I didn't think about, you know, the fact that we have a lot of... We're really going to have to get those. those cargo modules on the carrot working at some time in the future to make sense for the car character to carry cargo because you know oh wow just, yeah we didn't we didn't yeah. design it that way and it's mm-hmm. just tech debt it's tech debt that we're gonna have to be really patient really patient say it again really patient on them to circle back <laughs> around honestly we need this though because what what it's proving is exactly what technical debt they need to go back and adjust. They're gonna have a bunch of players like Dude, this freelancer max does not work. Why do we have this sectioned off area where we put cargo and it's just a nightmare to get cargo in and out of, please fix this. And eventually, you know, it's just creating a list of technical debt that CIG will be forced to acknowledge and be like, yep. Yeah, okay. We got to go back and fix that one too. That's good. Glad we glad we put it in so that you guys can test it and show us these things and
3: Yeah, and
2: we'll move on. Just be patient. Just, that's all I can offer on that.
0: All right. Um, Let's move on to the next question, which is from uh, Curl Rayner, who asks, any progress known about ship stealth coming online? And how do you all see it affecting group strategy and tactics? Could we see players use uh, doing actual military style reconnaissance missions against each other? Um, Well, stealth gameplay is already in the game. Anybody who's been hit by an eclipse uh, torpedo out of nowhere will tell you that, that stealth gameplay is already in the game. There are yeah. definitely a ecl- uh, There's definitely stealth. Uh, but as far as future stealth and the kind of group gameplay and how it might, might work. Yeah. I mean, wh- what do you think? uh, Nightcob?
2: I mean, I think it is and it isn't in the game. I'm with you, right? I've actually, I've, I've been flying the eclipse a lot lately. Um, it's still one of my favorite ships. Uh, but the problem is, as you said, it's in the game, but it's not its not a gameplay style. Like, there's really little you can do to either enhance it, degrade it. It just is what it is right now for ships, for the most part. Component choices aren't really affecting it that much, marginally at best. Uh, things like trying to approach another ship through an asteroid belt while keeping your signature low is not really a thing, for the most part. It's kind of there, but it's not there. It's got a lot of issues with it right now. They need to go back and do some tooling and I'm just hoping that comes along with some you know this this future diversification with components and all that kind of stuff cuz you know right now a stealth shield doesn't really do anything for you in terms of stealth honestly.
1: Right. I mean it's um, actually oh, the Mirage I think is one of the best size 1 shields you can you can equip right now and it's a stealth shield. Like why?
2: Yeah, but it's it's the, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same shield hit point pool, though, as the fr sixty six.
1: Absolutely, the, uh, the military, it, the military
2: grade A shield.
1: It shouldn't be right. It should be a you. lot less. Yeah.
2: Yes, I agree with you. But honestly, it doesn't really affect your signature though either. Right now, mm-hmm. yeah, it really doesn't. You could equip an fr sixty six, and it wouldn't matter for the most part. Um, so, I I'm I'm hopeful that stealth gameplay starts getting looked at. Uh, again, when they start really refocusing on scanning, um, and you know, uh, what's the other thing they do, pinging and all that kind of stuff like that, that'll come. It's just not there yet. And it's, it's going to take some time to, you know, honestly, I'm at the point where it's like, you guys do what you got to do to get master modes working, please. You can spend all your time on that. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, I'll yeah. I'll happily wait in the wings on stealth gameplay while you work out, you know what I'm hoping is the final flight model. Get get that worked out, and then we can start talking about the minutia. Uh, final like, flight model. Silly rabbit. Final. Final. <laughs> <laughs> Silly rabbit. Crossing my fingers.
0: Silly rabbit. What do you think, uh What do you
1: what do you uh, what well, do you? I think it's a, a fantastic resistance. question because, as we know it, stealth gameplay. Deals with and nightclubs going to roll his eyes. It deals with your emissions and how we detect those emissions, which gets right into the video I'm working on. I've got all the audio recording complete and now I'm in editing uh, and I'm, you know, for e- electronic warfare. And half of electronic, you know, well, not a half. A co- so there's f- four disciplines and you have uh, electronic support is the act of collecting emissions right so seeing what's out there using the em spectrum and that's what we're talking about defeating stealth is a is a aspect of electronic protection which is the ability to either absorb with certain materials and paints or redirect with angles right the the emission or the the emitted radiation so that it does not return to the antenna and the receiver right so when we talk about stealth gameplay, there's there's a whole lot that we have to think about beyond, you know, lowering our emissions. Wow, I'm sorry. There's there's a whole lot to it, but lowering our emissions, I gotta get my brain is 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 a critical piece of that. And being able to push our emissions uh, low enough that maybe you can get within a thousand meters or someone before them seeing it, that's absolutely critical. We were we were fooling around the other day and I mean, you could see all of us coming for five, six K out.
2: Yeah. And Even in the eclipse about five K is about as good as and, you're going to get. I've seen it as maybe as low as four.
1: So, I mean, they really, they got to take a look. So, I mean, and you know, we used to have this, like there was a lot of diversity of components and then they kind of leveled it all out because they wanted to uh, make some changes to the way they did components and all of that stuff. And that's fine. Now it's time to start. Uh, I mean, and I think they could, but I think they could, start now to to give us some of those changes back in components so that they kind of specialize uh, you know maybe military components have a higher health pool stealth components have lower emissions maybe a little bit lower health pool I don't know what civilians do industrials should have you know we were talking about this uh, the other night on arm armchair admirals and generals uh, uh, you know they might have fantastic that's the movies. other show that
2: we do Paul that's the
1: other show that we do Paul yeah uh, <laughs>
2: I did not watch it. i was just letting you know.
1: Those those might have massive ability to to absorb variations and fluctuations in energy capacity, right? They're very very stable, or they're or you know they're stable and they can absorb a lot of punishment. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's there's any number of ways we could do it, and absolutely they need to. But for stealth gameplay in particular, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many aspects of it beyond you know your ability to. For instance, another part of uh, or of of enabling stealth is the ability to, you know, jam out the opposing ship, the receipt, right, the ship that you're trying to you're you're trying to approach. So you have one ship over here that's banging away with jamming, completely washing out their sensors, and then you have a flight of eclipses coming in from a totally different direction in stealth mode, about to conduct an alpha strike. Right, all of that is stealth. All of that is a part of stealth. So there's there's a lot that needs to be looked at, and I'm going to go and do some stupid amounts of depth in uh, in my video on on how they could kind of again dial it up to reality, and then dial it back down to fun, and that's that's what I would would go for for that.
0: All right, um, I will I will f- finish up with this last one, which is: Could we see players do actual military reconnaissance missions against each other? Yes. Hundred percent is going to happen. It's it's going to have to happen because you're dealing with such vast spaces uh, in Star Citizen that you will not know up to date intelligence on your enemy if you have to wait until the you know if you're if you're using long range sensors because we don't know how long that ping's going to come back for. That could it could take minutes before you know what's going on. You ping out again, it could be that 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 whole fleet could be gone from your sensors without an without an, a reconnaissance there. We know that it's the case because that's the whole purpose of the terrapin. The terrapin's des- job is to be out there, get those information, and send that that those signals back to the fleet, so it knows what's going on. Same with the tracker. Same with uh, the the carrick. To a to, a, to a degree, there's so many. To ships a degree, out there. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so honestly, I, have...
2: I want that kind of now. Like yeah. there are times when I've I've done I've dabbled a little bit of PVP bounty hunting, and there have been times when it's like God, I'm almost pay a player to go scout out what this target is running for a ship. Because I'll like, be in my Eclipse, and I'll be like, are they running a big ship? Because I would love to show up in size 9 torpedo a Carrick. Um No offense, Atira. Ah,
1: Carrot so.
2: Carrots. Carrick Carrots. Carrot Carrots, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's all good.
2: Um, yeah. But I mean, like, or if it's one of those things, like they're in a light fighter, it's like, okay, I'd rather get in my arrow. If I just had somebody to recon them yeah. and tell me what they're flying and what their loadout is, you know, they run in, they scan them, they get their load out and they come back and they tell me and I pay them maybe like 10, 10 K. And it's like, all right, there's a third of the bounty. So I'm in it for the fun. For the most part, AUEC means very little. It's just, yeah, know, I want the kill. So
1: funny story. I, the I, first... I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. The, no. The first video I did for a soldier's opinion was on reconnaissance
3: mm-hmm. and the
1: things that we need to be able to do. And I think they've actually talked about this idea that, that, like a terrapin might be able to expand the bubble, the sensor bubble of another ship.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so that's that's important and allow you to see what the threat is. But beyond that, there's there's a lot of other stuff like electro-optical radar imagery, right? Of of opposing forces bases. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that we should be able to do. Right. Drones, which is sensor probes, which somebody just put in chat. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, the ability to put drones out to, to recon and then, but it's, it's not just your ability to recon. It's also your, your ability to to ingest that in some form of game mechanic so that then you can plan based on it. Right. So I, I can know where the enemy all, is all day long, but if I can't ingest that data somehow and then show that to my, my team and say, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. Then we have a different problem, right? So my example was in bombing, I should be able to take some type of image of my target, go back to an in-game table, terminal, whatever you want to call it, and just put a dot on that target, right? That's my dot. Now I have a guided bomb. I don't have to do dumb, right? As I fly into that target, I can now drop a precision munition right where I want it to go, destroy that target and then fly away.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. That is a super dumbed down version. Of what it's doing in real life, yeah. right. But it allows you to execute precision based on reconnaissance. And I think we're, yeah. we're not, that's a long way out, but I think, I think I hope that they're going to give us something gamified, some way to, to plan and execute missions with precision Rather than just Leroy Jenkins, our way a a fight every time because we, that's all we can do. So,
2: yeah.
0: All right. Let's move on to the next question. Northern Trooper asks, What do you guys uh, like to see regarding the death of Port Olisar? I'm a big Gundam fan. So I want to (laughs) see the the Ninetales or Xeno threat drop (laughs) Port Olisar directly onto Orison. I want Colony drop. All right. That's what I want. I want Colony drop. That's all I'm going to say. what, what do you what do you all think? What do you think should happen? Uh, Nightclub to uh, Port Alisar?
2: Uh I want. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that idea, but I am also starting to grow gradually loyal to Port Olisar, and I don't want it destroyed. I just want it removed to some other place that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, in the verse. Yeah. So that I can I can visit it and have a moment of nostalgia, you know. Because it, I agree with people, that it does not fit above no. Crusader right now. It really doesn't fit. And I'm okay with a retcon. I get it guys. You got, you know, decisions were made, the game evolved and I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I, kind of don't want it destroyed as cool as that would be as cool as that would be. Don't wrong. It would be cool. And if they decided to destroy it, it would be, you know, that, that'd be talk about an emotional moment for a lot of star citizen backers break me. (laughs) Wow. Really? That's all it takes. (laughs)
0: That's right. We're fragile. We're fragile creatures. I, right. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, just, just the, the image of, of, uh, that's the part of the reason is like the emotional image of, of, of Port Alzar burning through the atmosphere of and it slamming into a, uh, into a giant, um, into one of the, 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 the floating platforms that alone is just like, damn, <laughs> like, that, that would, would be, be,
1: it would be painful to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it would be. So, yeah,
1: uh, I actually have, I, If I can, I I would like to see him turn it into like a nightclub.
0: Okay.
1: So like shift it, shift it to a different location, right? They have the technology, right? They have floating cities. Uh, And then um, put in an appropriately themed uh, space station that can handle the freight and the traffic and the large ship docking and all of that, that, that we need. And then. You could you could simply give us an an like no nah, it's not executive because I'm not saying that only concierge should be able to go there that's bullshit right everybody mm-hmm. can go there but it would be anyone who's from the old days when that's the only place we had right which is really who this is aimed at you have a uh, you could do a pilgrimage to this this place it's just a really swank nightclub so you got some freaking tunes bumping in like one quarter. Right, yeah, you want an O
2: club? Room. We got it. We got it. You want you someplace right. it else? It's just like it. a like I an awesome it. bar, I get it. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Officers Why not, only though? over here. Officers yeah, officers only. Officers
1: only. <laughs> concierge only. The exact opposite of what I just said. You <laughs> know, you weren't
2: listening, <laughs> but it's no, fine. No, no, no. I, right? I heard <laughs> the tone of your voice. Not concierge guys. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, yeah. Not con- look. God, you know, NCO clubs can be pretty nice too if you guys would, you know, just up your game a bit. <laughs> just saying, like, quit drinking Bud Light um I, anyway i, I
0: agree, I, I agree. <laughs> was actually
1: stung.
2: i think i think the,
0: the best the best option honestly if they're not going to destroy it is to and this is going to sound like a lot of pain and a lot of work but they need to completely rework it from the ground up take the same shape and everything but use the new materials and new like bring it up to standards and have it be something that it's not currently because it won't uh, yeah fit absolutely planning, absolutely so. give us some That'd hallways be cool. in
1: between the yeah. uh the the two the same side right and then have Strutting. a little tram strut. yeah same strut and then have a, yeah. a a tram that runs between the struts and again yeah. you could have four different themed nightclubs or bars or whatever it's just a place to come and hang out and chill yeah
0: right and you can make it a giant um you can make it a giant, uh, yeah, um, uh, it a giant uh, strip mall like <laughs> if you really wanted to um, but as long as you keep the same thing because it would not work as a station because of the 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 no hangers all pads that kind yep. of stuff but yeah 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 you know. Keeping around. I think
1: those. it's it would just be a, a place that we go to be slightly nostalgic about when we had even less in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh man, it feels so good to be in Port Olisar. You know, and then you know, you leave and you go do something else.
2: That's a tira, like basically saying, Oh, it feels so good to like slum it for a little bit and get back to my roots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm slumming it, then everybody who's been it's two point five would be slumming it because you know that's, yeah. that's when I joined and you know you wake right. up to that to, to Port Alisar and that's all you had and you go out and you see Tessa Bannister for like yeah. two hours and you run those missions and then you're done.
2: Shows up to shows up to PO and he's like, ah, wait, you don't have twelve year old Scotch? What kind of establishment is this? This <laughs> was fun for five minutes.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I the the music on Alisar I think, is really freaking. Just really sells it for you, though, because mm-hmm. that's it really unique. Isn't it? Like the music on Alasar is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. And uh, and gosh, when you freaking wake up and that in in the in the in the have the tiny mm-hmm. oh, that's that's pure nostalgic goodness, right there. It's
2: you know, the I'll real trouble I- they're gonna have with PO. I feel like for nostalgia, and they're gonna have to figure this out. I'll wrap it. I'll get I'll get going on your next question, but it's the view. Because most of us oh, have yeah. had the Oh, Yeah, from PO. yeah. Oh. And the view from no. PO is almost unparalleled. Uh yeah,
1: it really is. Space
2: station.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Nail on the head
1: there. Nail on the head.
0: All right. Ram three uh, 1313 asks, question. Did any of you get a galaxy? If yes, why? And when do you think it'll be in-game and flight ready? I did not. But that's just because I didn't it doesn't fit any of the gameplay style. How about you, uh, Nightcub?
2: No, I am uh I am sticking with my starter ship these days. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I'm I, Avenger Titan. That is that is all I've got, and I'm, I'm sticking with the. Uh, I want to earn it. I want to earn in game. I want to start mm-hmm. the the lowest level. You know, kind of like I did in the military, um, <laughs> and then work my way up to something. Uh, maybe one day I'll it. get to a tier. I always said, Maybe one day I'll get to a tier's level. You, you never will. Probably. It's, not. It's I, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you have to keep working for a living. Uh, that'll be the, that'll be the, what I have to do.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Your
2: thoughts.
1: So no, I did not get it. Uh, I think I, I, I love the design. It's absolutely beautiful. I think they did a, a absolutely bang up job on, on the design. I think it may be a bit too aggressive a design for an industrial ship, but whatever. It's pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't have a really a need for it. I just picked up the A1. I can't wait to drop size five bombs on people. I think that's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I uh, yeah, didn't really have anything I was super stoked for. You know, if, if they had offered at, long, at, at concept and exploration model
3: mm-hmm.
1: or module, I think I would have been tempted because I do like the design of the ship, mm-hmm. but they didn't. So I was like, eh,
0: I'm good. All right. Um, next question comes from... Um, Adam's Lantern, who asks, uh, "Legionnaire, great companion for the Polaris, or the best companion for the Polaris?" Mm. Start with you, okay Well, is your Polaris going to be
1: equipped with size four and five disruption? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what do we? Oh God, I'm having a brain fart guns. right now. Yeah, yeah, distortion guns. weapons, because. Um, because if not, no um, do I think it fits within the lore? Sure, mm. absolutely because oh, yeah. you know you've got this patrol ship, you're out there, and you know it's a it's a giant machine of death, and now you have to go put the little rib boat in the water and go over and conduct a, a ship inspection right and so your guys are gonna you get you're, you're gonna get on that and go over and dock and and uh, conduct a ship inspection, sure absolutely it fits uh i don't know in fact that might be the best thing the legionnaire is for Mm -hmm. uh but i mean best ship i don't know i'm not going to tell you how to fight your ship i'll give you advice (laughs) but i'm not going to tell you how
0: so night what do you think
2: and it got me thinking. I had one of those moments where the CO was talking and I was trying to think about how I was going to do damage control. That's why you told me probably something <laughs> Um, no, actually, part of a solid point. I honestly honestly I don't know if that's a viable uh gameplay option. I would love for it to be though. Um we just need to know more about I mean, we know some things about the Legionnaire and we know some things now about where they're going with the Polaris and what kind of gameplay it would be good for. Uh, I love the idea though that that those two ships would pair together. Cause I love the Legion Legionnaire idea. I'm all about boarding actions on ships. That's going to be really engaging, really fun gameplay. And uh, the idea of combining it with the Polaris is just like a really cool idea. Yeah. I hope it works that way. I don't know if it's viable. I'm kind of with a Tear. going to have to play the wait and see game.
1: Mm. I mean, if they continue the idea of this five minute um, ship shutdown. And then you keep pounding it with uh, your weapon systems, and it keeps the ship kind of in a lockdown state. I think it would work well uh, because you know, and that that is kind of piracy slash privateering, where mm. you're able to do that. Um, I would I it, to test it, they would need to give us like an NPC based mission, like yeah. go here, patrol yeah. this area. Oh, here's a ship. Go board that ship. You use the Legionnaire to dock, right, and then if they, you know, and then either forcibly enter because they 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 do something funny or they let you on like a normal ship would and you do a quick inspection and then you pull off and you
2: get paid. You
1: know, they'd have to kind of test out that a little bit and see if it would flow and work.
2: I love yeah. the idea, though. I love the idea of the Polaris on the outskirts of space hunting down, uh, like, pirate gang ships and... Even if you're just going for a specific target or a couple targets that are really high value and the rest are kind of like, yeah, if we shoot them in the process, you know, that's fine. These two, these two need to come back alive. So you're out there disabling ships with EM torpedoes and then you're sending your legionnaire out to do the boarding action to make sure you pull, you know, the viable targets back alive. That, oh, I get chills yeah. just thinking about it. Too bad that's a long time. Too bad that that's a long ways off.
0: Both of would are a, a long ways off. Yeah.
1: That'd be a very uh, complex operation yeah if we yeah. could pull that off it would be it would be super intense and again it gets back to something uh Cobb has said in armchair admirals and generals the primary game loop in star citizen is
2: preparation I'm stealing that line from Paul I'm st- don't don't give me credit that's him oh, okay. <laughs> well, that you, said, you
1: said planning
0: the other yeah, day or
2: planning but, well planning preparation same
0: yeah same, same thing but yeah absolutely yeah the, the primary gameplay loop is waiting. is is, is hurry up and wait for Star Citizen, prepare for everything. Cause if you don't prepare for oh, everything, that's the Navy's ahead. primary game loop. That's not. <laughs> <Star Citizen. laughs> well, you need to, you need to know where you're doing and where you're going and all that kind of stuff. But so, you know, yeah. Um, so, all right, uh, I, I agree uh, with, with what y'all said. It, it's it, it would be good, uh, but it really depends on the mission profile you want to u- do with it. Like, if you want to do a Legionnaire, it's that's a great option for like. Enforcement. You're in an area. No one should be in this area. Someone comes in you tell them to go skedaddle. They don't skedaddle. Well, time to figure out why you want to come, come to our place so badly, you know, send out the Marines. So, uh, yeah. All right. Next question comes from Risto squared who asks question. Will the galaxy be able to drop off the freight module then quickly pick up another freight module. That's a good question for like a, a quick re like a drop off and, uh, retool. I don't think we'll know. I, don't, I really don't think we'll know. But what do y'all think? Do you think we should be able, we could be able to like hot swap modules on something like a galaxy? I'll start with you on this one. Do, want,
2: do you want to take it? You want to take it a tear? Cause we talked about this at length.
0: Like... No,
1: I'm going to give it to you. You absolutely have the solid understanding of this and answer. So take it away.
2: Yeah. I personally, I, I don't like the idea of quick swap modules. Okay. Especially, uh, depending on the module, like that's a big thing for a ship to go through, especially with the size of those modules on the galaxy. Those are big. Those are, when you do a module swap, it should cost you time and it should cost you money. Regardless of, you know, modularity being a, I'm going to use the words quick and easy swap. Keep in mind, that's a relative term. Like what you would be talking about doing if you were to take a ship and drastically change the mission of the ship without even talking about modularity, it would take you years. You would have to redefine all the component pathways, all the uh, logistical support of whatever module or however you're retooling the ship. So the idea of taking a huge module out of a ship and putting a new one back in, that costs you time and money. And it should be that way. It should be a conscious decision that, all right, as my planning, I'm getting ready this weekend to go out my my org and do... Uh, a different style of gameplay hauling mining refining whatever and it has to be a conscious decision and i love the idea that you're gonna be like i'm gonna have to figure out a night to log in take my galaxy over to cousin crows so that's gonna take some time and then maybe you get interdicted on the way or something like that and some other interesting gameplay happens to you but you have to take it to a new location have to get it uh there and then execute the module changeout, and they're going to tell you it's going to take time and money. And you have to know that that's going to happen. And that's okay, because that's part of your planning game loop, and that's what it should be. It is no small thing to entirely retool a ship for an entirely different mission. Uh, And the idea of just dropping a module off, well, keep in mind, right, that module has got your relay network built into it. There are relays and conduits running through that module to power certain systems, from the engine, from the power plant, and everything like that. So you can't just, like, leave the module wherever you want to go and just, like, well, I'm not really changing the mission. I'm just dropping the freight module off, and then I'll put a new freight module in it, and, you know, like, it's plug-and-play. That's that's too much, I think, for modularity. I think you need to mm-hmm. maintain some immersion instead of just stepping it all the way back to the rule of cool. Yeah,
0: that's it. I will agree. Cal, do you
1: want to add anything? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, a follow-on question in the chat was moved, or do you think it's not required, i.e. gaming magic? So, I think we oh. divide that into two things. We have the alpha version of that, mm-hmm. which is, I hope they put that on uh, like a claim screen, so you can mm-hmm. claim the module and move that way. Uh, and then it will reappear, at the new location. Uh, but uh, as not would agree it, putting a module on a ship it's, it's it's i mean it's designed to be the ship not in a ship so i mean mm-hmm. the idea that you can move one of these modules without um significant effort is 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 kind of far-fetched so at game launch i would expect there to be some type of quanta based shipping mechanism that would yes. allow us to move these from point A to point B. Because again, right, the worst thing that ever happened would be for you, for them to lock this behind Cousin Crows and then you spawn at Microtech and all of your stuff goes to Microtech, including the modules. And now mm-hmm. you can't load your modules because there's not a Cousin Crows thing. Yeah. So that would be... A train wreck, and you would have so many people just pissed off and angry and screaming about it. So, they need. So, for alpha, I think they should, you should just be. I mean, alpha may just be equip it like a component, right? Put it in, you go. For game launch, I think it has to be something like if you're in a different system, you have to hire Quanta to go to where your module is and bring it to you. And that's another time sync. And then now you're going to use, then you have to have that installed at the new location. Or you have to take your ass all the way back and have it installed where it's located and then come back. Uh, and that's just a part of that planning game loop that you're going to have to execute. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I agree with that too. Um, all right, let's move on to some quick ones because we're heading up into an hour and I think a lot of these um, are, are pretty quick. Uh, Alcinor asks, how, does, how the box missions will change with Cargo Refactor? They won't. Yeah, they will. Not initially, they'll change eventually, but all they will change is the quantity in size. So instead of picking up one box, you might pick up seven or ten, or one sure. big box, or or one six. big one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that will be the it would be determined. But that's that's down the line. Like three. Gotta have that rifle. Change. That rifle track your beam to lift the yeah. big one, though. Yeah. Or a, or a nice big uh, uh, mule. You know, to be or to mule. Up yeah. A yeah, yeah. So. Um, oh, that'd, that'd actually
1: be pretty damn dope.
0: To to have the mule drive up and pick it up and drive it on. Well,
1: yeah, like the only way to move it is to forklift it into your cutlass yeah. or whatever, and then yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see next one. <laughs> I think this is for me. If Drake were to make a, a ship that had, that is a bar slash pub, what would it be called? It would be called Drake the, Purple. The, uh, Drake Purple, yes. The is Purple. Or it would be called the. Um, oh, Cutlass Purple, yeah. The Cutlass Purple. I'm trying to think of the name of. It would be called the Drake Tavern, which it would be called. I'm trying to think of like an old-timey Navy, you know, old-timey age of sale name for pubs and bars, other than the pub would be a tavern. Oh, right in
1: there. that case, I might call it the
0: Ration. Know that too, yeah. Or Thanks. the Head. Or not the head. That's be the bad oh, one. Oh God, the, the head? Mess. No, no. <laughs> I mean, that's what people joke about it. <laughs> that's call, call a giant it, toilet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we say
2: that's what we call toilets. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. But, but all, it, it,
1: but all it, Navy it, folks used to get a, a rum ration, and so yeah. I think the ration would be a fantastic name for a, a Drake.
0: A ration, you or want... or the or mess, I'll give you... the Drake mess, I'll give you... which would also be a good joke, a double entendre. <laughs> yeah,
2: that would be good. Entendre. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll give you a couple good Navy uh, Navy traditional bar names and stuff like that. If you want like a senior enlisted club, like that would be, you know, not as fancy as an O club, but we call it the goat locker. That's traditional. And then, yeah, that's popular. Uh, and then the horse and cow horse and cow is actually a very popular old school, like Navy pub bar kind of thing.
0: Okay. There we go. Yeah. Dig it. Um,
2: there you go. CIG. Hope you were listening. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think can simplify some of those just to be like, like the, the Drake goat, you know, uh, um, Ooh,
2: Ooh, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. The Drake goat.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it'd be good.
1: Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, what is are the luxury luxury on the cheap?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, if you guys didn't know, that's what they call chiefs in the Navy. They call them goats. Goats. That's why we say the goat locker. That's the chief quarters. Yeah. yeah. There you go. If you guys he just, haven't noticed, you just that.
0: stole Nightcob's
1: money, C.I.G., that's a surefire <laughs> way yeah. to get a thousand dollars out of Nightcob. Yeah. He is to make a capital class Drake ship bar. Yeah. Yeah. Called the GOAT.
0: <laughs> uh, Steal that money. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a good I think this is one for you, Nightcob. Who should make a Star Citizen nuclear submarine and why is it another Aurora variant? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you know who I want to make a a that kind of ship and I'm sorry I I appreciate the joke by the way. Yeah. Um but immediately my mind goes to Anvil. Yes. Yeah, I really just I want something like that from Anvil like really bad. I love Anvil's style and I love that it's like the new and upcoming competitor uh to Aegis's old look and Aegis has got the eclipse which is like my closest thing in game right now to a a nuclear submarine with its size nine torpedoes. And I love flying it for that reason. Um, But I want a competitor. I want a competitor from Anvil, like really bad because the Eclipse is alone in its market right now from ages. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Anvil's trying to take that top spot and I would just really love it if they, uh, they competed. That'd be my, that'd be my thing. You
0: can
1: also have the, would you want, would you want a Eclipse competitor or would you want, a oh god what is it a retaliator competitor
2: i'll take either if i'm going to be honest i'll take either i just want them to compete with aegis in the in the game of torpedoes and i know that the gladiators kind of like stretching into that line but it's not Size at the five. same time yeah. yeah 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 i need something yeah and it's not it's not any way like stealth yeah. gameplay or anything like that so i kind of want it to i kind of want something stealth related it's not I know they got the Hornet, but Hornet doesn't really count in that. That's a stealth fighter. That's the Sabre. If anything, that's more of like a Saber competitor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: all right. Um uh, next uh next question is from uh Ansel Me, one who asks, what is your modern day US Navy or other Navy equivalent to the Polaris?
2: We don't have one.
1: Uh we don't have one. There is uh there's actually, so other countries field Corvettes. Corvettes. Um, goodness, yeah, gosh. Man. Go watch my Capital Ship video uh, <laughs> on A Soldier's Opinion. I'm sorry because mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do talk about a modern uh, Corvette. A Corvette that I think is out of Northern Europe. Okay. But there are definitely existing Corvette-class yeah. vessels out there that are multi-role vessels that do a little bit of everything that uh, that are out there they're, they're they're top tier but we don't field one in the u.s military yeah honestly I'm... like
2: I, i'll go back to what we said though like the polaris is shaping up to be closer to a submarine than it is like mm-hmm. a surface combatant the way it's the way it's coming with the torpedoes and you know the ter- turrets are there but they're not that's not his primary weapon that's
1: self-defense baby that's that's old crap something's next to me Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about the littoral ship? Gross. Littoral ship.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, no it's
1: littoral. He's littoral. talking about yeah. a uh uh uh. What would you call it? Know, brown water? Is that what
2: that is? Or is yeah, it green? that's brown water navy. That's brown water yeah. navy. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, if you want me to
2: explain it, I will. But I, we we don't want to take up too much more time. T- 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 has already explained
0: it to me. I know. I know that what it was talking about the LCS. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The what was you say? Um, I think the closest you could have to its role, sort of, is in in the U.S. would be something like a Coast Guard cutter in terms of patrol and p- police enforcement ship. Sure, yeah, but, but that's, that's, not, yeah, a, that's not a gray hole. That's, that's a not a gray hull. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: they're not going to carry the missile defense systems and the no. and the no. missile and the and the uh offensive systems and EW systems that a, that a Corvette would actually carry there. Oh yeah. You know, so.
0: And, um, but I agree. I think, I think it's, especially even the name, which is in reference to the Polaris missile system, which is because why they have so many freaking missiles on the damn thing. Sure. Yeah. um, Yeah. Is, 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 is a nod to it being a submarine. So yeah, I agree. So so I saw
1: in the chat flower class. So the flower class for the Brits was a world war two, Corvette that was repurposed. It was meant to be a brown water ship and they turned it into a blue water escort vessel. But the Flower Cast class is kind of the quintessential uh model for the World War II Corvette.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah. And for those of you who don't know what brown water is, what is brown water versus blue water, Nightcab?
2: Brown water is essentially what you're talking about, like. Designed to be operated near and close to land. So when you say uh, brown water ships, what you're talking about is things that are supposed to be operated near the uh, coast because their range is not that far. Blue water boats are the ones that are designed to be out in the deep, like outskirts of the middle of the Atlantic, Mm -hmm. uh, travel with long range, stuff like that. So, you know, by definition, like all of our aircraft carriers, all of our submarines are blue water boats. And we have blue water, like, you know, destroyers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but brown water, brown water fleet is designed with limited range littoral. So it's designed for basically, I don't want to say self-defense because obviously in certain areas of the world, you can use it offensively, depending on if you have nearby neighbors. Um, but you know, you're limited in your range. That's why we say the Navy is a blue water Navy because we build ships with the intent of global, uh, force projection. So a lot of countries build brown water. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Um, and for those who don't know why it's called brown water, it's because uh, blue water. When you get into the deeper oceans, you can't see the bottom. But as you get closer to the shore, you actually see like you can actually start yeah. seeing the, the the ground. So it kind of changes the color to being a little bit more brownish, uh, and or a little di- different. Shallower water looks different. If you would have done so, for those people who've never lived near the ocean, <laughs> no 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 idea what we're talking about. So it's all good. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, I'll I'll tell you guys right now. I've been out in the I've been out in the the deep. Um, but I mean, like when you're close to shore, even in the pretty places like Hawaii and stuff like that, you know, compared to what I've seen out in the middle of, I can pick a few oceans, but you know, Indian Atlantic Pacific, like that's trash water. That's swill.
0: Yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being uh, real. All right. Um, question from Anthony. Lamy. Should nuclear missiles be uh, modeled in star citizen?
1: I used to think so, but not really.
0: We have, we have the equivalent in the Star Citizen lore, which is called antimatter torpedoes.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. The,
0: pro- the problem is, is that nuclear power does not work in the way that the movies. Uh, nuclear weapons do not work the way that the movies think they do in in space. One of the reasons why well, I'll be honest, weapons, nuclear
2: power doesn't either.
0: Yeah, true. Nuclear <laughs> power
2: doesn't either. Just to be clear, ninety nine percent of the stuff that comes out on TV is myth.
0: Yes. Uh, But then nuclear weapons, uh, the reason why nuclear weapons are so devastating on on earth has a lot to do with atmosphere and atmospheric pressure and, and back back blasts and a lot of stuff like that. But we've talked about, we've talked about orbital
1: bombardment and nukes would be good for that. I, I I feel like, right. And I absolutely highlight this in my EW video. Get so technical in it. We are talking about a game. Yeah. And and the game has to be balanced. And gosh, you know, if you're going to shoot a bunch of damn nukes at at some opposing guy's base and just vaporize everything in the area, you know, and they don't really even get a chance to defend, that's not that's not balanced, right? So it it kind of yes, would they exist in space in space combat? Probably. Do do we mm. need them in this game? Eh, no. Not really.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question comes from. Uh so to two, 2901 who asks, Should we have Tavaran capital ships in the near future? Yes. I'm just gonna answer that for everybody. Yes. More ships is always a good thing, and everyone loves Tvarn. So <laughs> gosh, yeah, I mean those would have to
1: be like Esperia masterpieces, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's huge I mean, stuff.
1: I, I mean, I think it would be fun, but <laughs> I mean, I don't think they would be like the Banu Merchantman where you have an actual Banu built ship.
0: Yeah,
1: it would have to because because the 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 they don't they're not allowed to like maintain a military anymore, and they're completely integrated into the UAE, so they're not building warships. So
0: yeah, yeah it has to be a little different like that. So
1: I think it'd be uh, really cool to see though. Gosh, giant bird capital ships be pretty I'm awesome.
2: Down. I love the I yeah. love the Tavaran style. I would gladly other I mean, ships coming into the game
1: CIG mm-hmm. if you're listening to this I want an anvil tank before we get an Am- uh, or a a, 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 a Tavarian Tavarian tank, tank before we get a, a Tavaran capital <laughs> ship because <laughs> one you can get that too it's faster yeah. and, <laughs> and I, but but bird tank first then bird cap ship but I think it'd be <laughs> awesome
2: yeah I'm okay with waiting on the bird cap ship but any more Tavaran stuff on this on the smaller side I'm down with an RP yeah 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 I think it's pretty cool
1: um. All right. Answer. Let me ask. I would also like to say, just out of that Go medium ahead. and heavy fighters from the Tavaran.
0: Mm. That would be cool. Yeah. The the uh, the jackal. Give me the jackal. Yeah. Cig. The yeah. two, the two person the heavy heavy fighter. It's mentioned lore. The jackal is a two person heavy fighter from um, the Second Tavarin War, and it's <laughs> like hev- it's heavily based off of. Uh, it's heavily what the. It's kind of like the reverse of the uh, the 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 hurricane. It's kind of the reverse where the hurricane's all offensive. The Jackal's defensive where it has its mm. secondary su- su- person actually rotates the shields to protect against oncoming fire. The oh, that's flies. cool. <laughs> Care-
2: Care- careful there, Paul. You're going to get uh, the started on defense wins championships. You know, so, <laughs> now
1: um, logistics wins championships, especially in warfare. Get on my
2: level.
0: Um, and it was really cool <laughs> to see them to, to see those those work the way that they did and, and that kind of stuff. So
2: yeah, yeah, that would be um, cool though.
0: That would be cool gameplay. That would be fun. Give, you, like a Rio seat being a more of a defensive position versus an offensive position, which is a nice little like tanky sort of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm down. All right, uh, Anselmi two hundred nine asks drones for Polaris. I don't think it. I don't think needs- like so. No, if you it's want, not drone- really. It's not really what it needs. Now, if you want a drone ship that does the same thing the players does, then get the uh, uh, get the Nautilus. That's what the Nautilus does. It's a drone ship, effectively, even though it deploys mines, it also deploys, deploys drones and such. So, uh, All right. But the caveat
1: yeah. there is that you're you're basically buying an auxiliary ship versus mm-hmm. a line combat Support.
0: ship. Yeah, for for, right? for for gameplay point, point of view, you're buying a buffer. Uh, or, or or a support rather than buying a, yes. a tank. Yes, yeah, you're vehicles. buying a support shirt. Sure. Yeah.
2: Um, now you're going to get them on the logistics wins championships game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although well, I'm I, still unsure cool. how mines are going to work in three dimensional space. But yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <pretty cool. laughs> I have to. I get ten,
0: but I <laughs> need ten thousand. How is this going to work? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Based off of what I've heard from it is that they are not mines in the traditional sense. They actually track. So they're more yeah, like, that's neutral, what they'd have to be. They're like guided torpedoes or like they'll sit in an area and then it'll pick up a signal and just start moving its way towards that, that target to try to catch up to it and blow it up. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Okay. That might work. Yeah. Sleeper uh, torpedoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got four questions left. This one, I don't know. and Maybe, you know, Mr. Bathsaltz98 asks, there's STF ships booked in for Q4 release. Any rumor on what it might be? STF? I don't know what STF stands for. I'm assuming he's saying that there's some ships on the roadmap. Straight to flyable. Straight to flyable
2: is what he means.
0: Oh,
1: that's, yep.
0: Cool. Another um, acronym. I I we there's a ground vehicle that has been discussed multiple times, um, that was that was it's not been released yet. That's not the, the the Steve. So, I think it's a ground vehicle. And if it's if if it's if I have anything to say about it, I really hope it's the um a Ursa rover with uh with medical a medical Ursa rover. That'd be my hope. Um, oh, that's a variant. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's straight to flyable though. So straight to. I, saying, sure. I think they
2: count the variances as
0: the straight to flyables though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the but the the C8R was straight to flyable. So, hmm. uh, what do you all think? <laughs> Any ideas?
1: I, I have no idea what they have planned. So I could tell either you that I, either I, either I, either I, either I would also love for them to give us a a Ursa sized APC.
0: Yes, the, you but mean that's. The, you mean the marine rapid uh, rapid deployment vehicle, the RDV, which is which is what the Earth is based off of, which is a marine uh, combat vehicle. So yeah. that would be I fine. About um, so <laughs> yeah,
1: well they got. Their, I just saw the church ground. in the chat. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. right,
2: Uh They've got the ground. No, nothing else on the Spartan. In. Yeah,
1: as you see, somebody say Spartan. No, we need to get True. away from the Atlas platform. The Atlas platform can only be carried by like three ships. Uh, And in my opinion, we need to focus on ships or on ground vehicles that the entire community can enjoy, at least for a little while. Mm -hmm. Right. So yes, vehicles that large absolutely have a place in ground combat. We have them in real life that are that big, Uh, but you know, it's a game and we want people to be able to take these things and go places with them and use them. And not many people can move an Atlas chassis vehicle. So I would, I, I see people in the chat. I hope not. Let's move away at least for a time from the Alice the platform and find a completely new platform. That is something that smaller ship can move. I think yeah. that's, that's where we need to be.
0: Uh, all right.
1: <laughs> An origin uh, talk. It's got this, really sexy seats in it. The vibrators leather. in the back. Yeah. To, it's to right massage. up your alley. I knew yes. you were going to talk about the Officer, origin tanks. Yes, origin yeah. tanks. Oh, just I
2: lean back in and massages it, it my back and then while I'm killing. The at the same time, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so this is this. I think this is more for tree. Um, Dracolith asks, with the influx of new players, I need to know how many packs of crayons do you recommend stocking per new player? <sighs> At, at at least at least uh, uh, one SCU versus crayons. You need at least one SCU because you never know when you're going to run out of crayons, and you, you know you don't know. I mean, I think the, there's there's no place that I know of that actually sells crayons. So I'm guessing new 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 uh, uh, new Babbage might sell them. I don't know. So
2: <laughs> crayons seem like a Lorville thing.
0: Oh yeah. 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 That's where all the Marines come from. They <laughs> recruited
3: out yeah. the of the
1: bag slums Lormel. of Lorville
2: helmets, man. They've been wearing bag helmets. All right. I've seen them. <laughs> Those are future Marines. Every time I walk by one, I'm like, ah, poor guy. He's going to, he's, he's a good kid though. He's going to do good things.
1: Oh, Might only run things. at that machine gun nest with gusto. This,
0: this is yeah. a, this is my, uh, this is, this is how I know you're in the Navy because my, my wife was raised, uh, for my, my father in laws in the Navy. was in the Navy. And, um, my wife, when she played Halo for the first time, uh, she called all the Marines meat shields. Um, and she would, (laughs) she'd be like, go meat shields, go before me and take all the bullets so I can, I can deal with this later. Oh, and wow. I'd be like that's me and she's like they're still my meat shield I'm still sad when they die but that's what their job yeah. is to, to go, go, to go uh, in front yeah. of the bullets <laughs> uh, you
2: know, honestly you know that is, that is totally a Navy thing although I would argue that I, I'm with you like yeah. uh, I personally I love the Marines I have uh-huh. the utmost respect for a Marine um, they're great they are loyal to a fault they are hardworking they are the most respectful uh, sometimes like at the junior enlisted ranks, like I, I I love Marines. Absolutely love Marines. Even when they're eating crayons, um, (laughs) they're just, God, they're so lovable. It's, it, you, I don't know how you don't love Marines. Yeah. They're just, they're great people. They Uh, do a
1: very good job of instilling discipline and making them exceptionally professional. And I I think that's, that is a super strong point for the Marines. They are pretty great.
2: You would I mean, never catch a Marine talking to a tier like I am today. Yeah. <laughs> that is a Navy submariner thing that is yeah. going on. Like a Marine is probably horrified by the way that I'm talking out loud to him pretty much regularly. And I respect that about them. I respect that about them almost more than anything. So, um, I, I, but yeah, they, they're they good kids. They're good kids. I, they're I, good eating kids, but...
0: I, I will, I will also, I will also add to the fact that um, uh, there's a, there's a, um, I can't remember the name of, of the channel. He does, uh, is a former army, um, uh, former army, just this thing called Quackbang um, where he talks about a lot of friends who were in the, in the service. He's veteran over overseas and he has a video where he just says, make friends with Marines because um, they can drink you under the table. They will. If something happens to you, they will. They will move heaven and earth to, to keep you safe. And um, when something goes wrong and the cops show up, one of them is always a marine. So you're always going to be fine. And uh, you, you might wake up the next morning not remembering anything, but you'll wake, wake up next morning in your bed if you're hanging out with yeah. a marine.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't, They will not leave you behind. Hoorah. Yeah, yeah. I'm with yeah. Marines. So. I love those guys. Um,
0: yeah. All right. So next uh, next question comes from uh sip uh, supposit, uh, ugh, supposit who asks which movies capture your real life professions the best none none absolutely mm-hmm. not none yeah not e- not even zero dark 30 or any of those those like more, no like, based off true stories
1: hollywood is an absolute abject failure at reflecting military life
2: I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple good ones from my side, but I would be surprised yeah if there's a military intelligence thing that's even close.
1: But even there's not even an armor thing that that comes close.
0: Not even Fury, which is,
1: yeah. which is my other. Well, I
0: guess that was earlier.
1: So sort yeah, of I mean, and... we love to throw. Best job I ever had, and yeah. But there are tactical failures in that that any tanker watching that movie was like flipping tables and getting frustrated mm-hmm. with for right? That, that like a, a, a private knows better. So it, there's, there's, you know, but that was a great movie. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. I'll just, I'll take fury. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, but, but, but I don't know that <laughs> for M, I I know there's absolutely not that no. that reflects sitting in a windowless building on your computer, hating your life. Office space. Office space. <laughs> there you go. I get
3: quoted wait, a lot wait, in the are, Navy are,
0: too. Are yeah. you telling me you're not Jason Bourne or or um, what's his name? Uh, the the um, Treadstone dude. Yeah, the Treadstone, not Treadstone dude. The other one. The um, the.
2: Some of Jack Some Ryan. Involve,
0: yeah, Jack Ryan. Some yeah, of all, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I That's love a that guy. TV show. Absolutely, uh-huh.
2: it's a great TV <laughs> <That's>
1: show. <Yes. laughs> it's a f- great fiction, fantastic yeah, yeah, great fiction.
0: fiction. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I, get- it's, I always, I always like to think of that as because people forget that the person who wrote James Bond was an actual British intelligence agent during World War II, and it's like this is what he hoped, this is what he wished his yeah. job was like, like, like because I know. Yeah. um, the writer uh, Clancy was in was in was he was Navy intelligence or something like that. Or um, and so I'm like, I'm sure was. Yeah. I, I think he just he was just writing based off of what he wished his job was and not just staring at a screen for, for 17 hours a yeah. day.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, I try. see a lot of people quoting down Periscope for the Navy for like submarining. I'm going to tell you guys right now, that's like a half truth. <laughs> like i honestly don't like it that much for I, you know, it's funny because even like my fellow submariners are like when they pick a movie that's the closest they're like immediately they quote down periscope They're like oh yeah like that's real yeah. and there are so many inconsistencies in that movie where i'm like dude no that's not how that works at all um so i've got an issue with that one as a choice i actually like hunt for red october a lot
1: Fantastic movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. What I tell you they get right is the space on board, even on board that Russian submarine, which is huge. Um, like when you, when he goes to a stateroom to talk to the political officer and that's the captain's stateroom and he, they're both crammed into the table. Like that's, that's pretty realistic in terms of space on a submarine. And I kind of appreciate it for that. Crimson Tide is abysmal. Do not take that for any kind of gospel. (laughs) <laughs> um and then I'll give I'll give you one thing, a little bit of side note for a movie that does actually capture one aspect of my profession pretty close. If you guys have not watched the Chernobyl HBO series, that is Good. about the closest you're ever gonna see for nuclear power being represented in.
3: All right, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like I watched that and I was like, Wow, that's that's pretty close. That's pretty Somebody close should... on all fronts.
1: Somebody keeps asking Das Boot. Uh,
2: I mean, I live—I live in the nuclear submarine world, so yeah, uh,
1: not the diesel electric World War II yeah. era.
2: I would love yeah. to tell. I guys, I'm sorry, I can't really speak too much on the what life was like on the diesel electric side. Um, that was long since done when I joined the Navy. I am not a Tira. I have not been in the military since you know 1984, so <laughs> I can't tell you. What life was like on the diesel electric boat. I, I hate to uh, tell you this,
1: but we 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 were at nuclear in 1984. So,
2: no, i was just. <laughs> I, I mean, I was just giving you a reference, though, of that time period. I know you've been in a long time. Yeah,
1: 1884. Right? Yeah. You're closer. Yeah. That's much yeah, closer. closer I'm sorry, That's
2: what <laughs> I meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I was charging across the battlefield on horseback, it's fine. Look,
2: <laughs> you're holding up well. You look good. Yeah, I know.
0: I, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, what was it? Um there's a no, there was, it's was three kings was what I was trying to think of. It's like three kings is uh oh, uh gosh, is, what a <laughs> I, I always felt like Three Kings um kind of uh shows the um the 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 kind of crazy shit that can go down. Not necessarily it's realistic, but like the, the fact that board board soldiers will do some some weird shit. To so stay sane in a battlefield. Yeah, I mean, bored board soldiers do weird
1: stuff, but yeah, well, Three Kings was about stealing gold, right? Yeah, it was about stealing Iraqi gold. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, absolutely I, absolutely, I have absolutely literally bonkers. one one a couple of times. Uh, I have I have carried several million dollars worth of dinari uh, across Baghdad from the print plant uh, that was in our sector to the bank in downtown uh, Baghdad, and mm. Yeah. We're not like driving off into the sunset with a couple million dollars in denarii, right? So, I mean, nobody's doing that. Like
0: So tell me Battlefield Bad Company wasn't a wasn't a documentary? I can't just Yeah, they're not paying they're not
1: paying us in gold.
0: <laughs> you know, it
1: you know yeah, we had a print plant for money in our sector. We absolutely didn't sit there and like take ten denarii off every, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's not quite it's not it's stupid stuff. Stupid stuff, not, stuff. not attempting not, gold heists, yeah.
0: right? I mean, not, not end up yeah. in, not, not end up in front of a court martial kind of, yeah. sort of yeah. job. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Uh, so, someone asked, uh, what's, what's a good movie for, uh, portraying my profession none of them. Uh, no, Stand and
2: deliver. Not stand even. and deliver is not a good one.
0: No. Like, 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 uh, people will talk about like the blind side and it's like, like, like that is the dumbest movie or, or like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the like oh gosh, where's the one with the one with a woman who's based off a true story. Michelle with,
2: Piper, uh, Michelle Piper. Is it the maybe, one with the coolio?
0: Maybe. I don't remember which one. It was the one where she was like, like the English teacher and she was running around, like ch- talking at them and trying to be honest. Like this is the dumbest. This will show is my age. Worst.
1: I'll see dead poet society.
0: Yeah. Even that, like it's, it, it's, it's like, these are like these stories, about these, these, these hopeful come ups and you're going to make everyone feel better. Hell no, that's not how teaching works. Teaching works where you teach 150 to 300 kids. You barely remember their names. You do your best to try to keep to keep them to, to keep them straight and work to work with them. Uh, and then that changes every year. It just like goes through and through and through. And you never you're never able to really uh, like you 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 hope that the fellow teachers can pull them up and continue their education until they can get a good they're they're good standing citizens and they get the education they need to do the job they want to. You care about them. But God, you, you, I wish I had 30 kids for the entire year. And that's all I had to worry about. That would be that'd be heaven. Like, like, oh, God. <laughs> um, the one thing that and it's just like every cop movie, every cop will tell you is that the one thing that movies never get right is the paperwork. Most of your yeah. most of most jobs is just paperwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even teaching is mostly paperwork.
2: Yeah, I do it's a true. lot of
1: paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of paperwork.
0: Um, which is what, which is why I like, uh, hot Fuzz's jokes about paperwork, uh, about like how it's like, like the shootout happens and they're like, Oh, what are you going to do now? we got a lot of paperwork to fill out because it's like, you know, got to account for every single bullet fired. It's like, yeah, if, if, if if a teacher was to do with all of the crazy things you see in a, in a squad, I'm sure like a military intelligence or, or a submarine was to do all the crazy things you see in the movies, there would be so much paperwork that would have to be filled out just for that. Um, all right, this is the last very serious question from Astro Chronicles, who does a fantastic uh, YouTube series uh, where he takes ships and um, concept ships and comes up with his own concept ships for Star Citizen, who asks, rum and coke at Area 18, or martini at New Babbage, or shot of cheap vodka, vodka at Grimhex, or glass of water at Orison, or just get punched in the face by Louisville Security. Beer at Delamar. Beer oh. Delamar, yeah. Uh.
2: I can't believe that's your answer to that. <laughs> I'm like really mad you stole that. Cold pay. beer at
0: Delamar. <laughs> a cheap beer, Delamar. Yeah, it yeah, can be cheap. Uh. It's gotta be cold. You know, you know what? I'm gonna go with the option option. Um taco out of a taco truck in pyro. Like out of the side of side of a cutlass. Taco out of a side of a cutlass in, in pyro. All right. Best best taco you're ever going to have in your universe. That's that's it.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to give us options on the food side. And I was like, I don't care what he says until he gets to double dog. Double dog. That's the best best Star Citizen food there is. Two hot dogs on a bun. I don't know why we're not doing it in the States yet. I'm doing it at home, by the way. Yeah. Ever since I've seen one in Star Citizen, it's like, man, two hot dogs, same bun. It's happening now. There we go. Oh man. Phrasing. That was, that was intense. Yep. I have uh, so many things to throw at you yeah, for being I'm in the sorry. Navy no, and no loving idea. that. And uh, I can't
1: say it because it will demonetize Paul. But <laughs> just
3: know everything yeah.
1: that you're thinking in your head. I'm throwing it yeah. at you and it absolutely wins me this, this podcast. Yeah. And
0: everyone and everyone <laughs> who's who's watching this knows this yeah. too. It's all of those you, thoughts. you You handed me the victory. I did. I did. With uh. that, thank you uh, for T-R-K-L and Nightcap for coming on and hanging out with us. Make sure you're checking out the Armchair Admirals and Generals uh, on uh, YouTube.com slash at Tree0311 uh, to check out those as well. Check out uh, Soldier's Opinion on T-R-K-L. It's uh, YouTube.com slash at T-R-K-L just like it's it's it's, it's there. And uh, check us out live at uh, twitch.tv slash The Pub at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern to ask your own questions. And I want to know your questions and your your thoughts on any of these questions down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, little comments, make sure you like the video because it helps spread the word to uh, other people. It, it feeds the algorithm. Uh, and if you're watching this, well, no, because I will it, never mind. I, I often like to do a premiere for the uh, for the first part of the show, so that people were are watching it and people always ask, "Is this live?" It's like, no, it was live on Saturday, but I premiered it, so that's uh, yeah, whatever. Um, and thank you, like I said every time, thank you all so much for watching. And remember, uh, nope, I'm not gonna do that. Hope to see you someday in the black.